0: So when do you think the peppermint milkshake is going to be?
1: When do I think it's going to leave? hmm Oh. My guess on that is not going to be nearly as accurate as um, whenever I guessed it was coming back.
0: Because you don't want it to end. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: I'm thinking
0: first week in January.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. I, I wasn't thinking until at least the third week in January
0: not i think right after the holidays they're gonna let hmm. it phase out I'll, I'll
1: research this and i'll get you a more accurate guess. accurate thing yeah. yeah
0: all right well let's get started On the light for you. And this is Grayson Snyder, and we're here to talk about the Gospel of Mark, which is what we've been in probably since what October.
1: Yeah, we've been, been doing long this.
0: Long. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I know I'm doing these, but I can't remember if it's the sixth or the seventh one.
1: I think I've been in four now. Four. So and seven Seth's So it might be the eighth. Seth has been in a two-parter.
0: Right, and you have been in a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So. So
0: it might be eight. It might be eight. Anyway, (laughs) it's seven or eight. Could be nine. (laughs) It could be nine. But we have changed uh, some of the way that we're doing this. Um, We are doing a podcast. And so this Bible study is available on a podcast now. Mm -hmm. So if you're a podcast listener, welcome. Um, Actually, two times ago is when we started the podcast. Right and we have tried to figure out how to improve the sound on the podcast and so we have these brand new mics here which if you're listening to the podcast you can't see those <laughs> but the video on youtube actually hopefully can. you can
1: hear them
0: right hopefully you can hear and it's crisp yeah not an echo but crisp yeah. good sound quality Because that is really what we're going for here. That's what we're Mm doing. Is is good sound quality. But nonetheless, there you go. So tonight, we are in Mark chapter Mm
1: 3.
0: And we're going to begin reading with verse 20. And actually, this begins a new section in Mark. Mm -hmm. It's actually from chapter 3, verse 20, all the way through chapter 6, verse Mm 6. And within that is a section. And probably multiple sections. We'll talk about that in the future on on other podcasts but what i noticed on the last bible study because grace and i wanted to cover verses 20 and 21 is that 20 and 21 actually went with this section
1: okay
0: um and i'm going to explain why here in a minute but nonetheless this is the first section in that overall section through mark chapter 6 verse 6 and this is um written as a intercalation an intercalation isn't that a big word yeah. it's a word that i have no idea what that's is. like an educated word <laughs> it's almost <laughs> like you paid for that word. i did i paid for it i looked it up and paid for it intercalation is a um writing structure
1: because mm-hmm.
0: you know i talk about writing structures a lot yeah. on here because it interests me, it interests me how things are written in scripture and it also brings out different meanings too when you okay. figure
1: out what it is right you're a writer though
0: I am. I am a writer. That's true. I'm not the best writer in the world, but I do write from time to time. Um, however, an intercalation is like a sandwich. Okay. You, you've you got a story within a story. Okay. So there's a story going on here. That would be the bread. Right. And then a, a story that's inserted in this story in the middle. Okay. So he starts a story here. He stops it. He enters He introduces a new story here and finishes it and then closes out the original story at the very end. Okay. So instead of, you know, sometimes I talk about letters like A, B, C, B, A. Mm -hmm. It's hard to put letters to this really. It's basically A, B. Yeah. So it's a sandwich, like think of bread. So it's like a
1: a part one. on the outsides yeah so you start with part one you end with part one yes and then you got some like part twos in the middle You have one part two part in the middle okay. just one part two just one part two it's
0: not a sandwich if it's more than one in the middle
1: okay
0: so it these two pieces of bread is if you can think in terms of jesus's family okay okay and in the middle will be the scribes okay now each one of these sandwich pieces are uh seasoned with something mm-hmm. for instance When I cook a hamburger on the grill, I put my hamburger over here, it's seasoned, and I grill my buns. Well, before I grill my buns, I put olive oil
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, and probably sometimes onion, salt, or salt and pepper on there. And so the buns are seasoned and I grill the buns and then I take them back inside, okay? And the meat itself is seasoned. So the family portion of the sandwich is seasoned, the bread is seasoned. Mm And the scribes are seasoned, and they are almost seasoned with the same thing.
1: Okay.
0: Almost seasoned with the same thing. His family thinks that he's out of his mind, and that's kind of the flavor of that story. Right. Jesus is out of his mind, and the scribes think that he's possessed, or he's doing things under the with the power of Beelzebub. Mm -hmm. And so that's their flavor. Both flavors combined together have jesus presented as a person that is that doesn't have his full mental facilities right. or faculties faculty faculties, faculties would be would be a better word for that Not facilities facilities would be like buildings <laughs> right faculties would be like mental like What faculties. some people call the uh,
1: the bathrooms you gotta yeah use the facilities
0: yeah i gotta use the facilities well that's not it it's faculties so that means that his family and the scribes thinks he's crazy
1: Mm. that's that's a contrast right there which part like his family on one side yeah the people that are your your own flesh and blood so to speak yeah Yeah. like these are the people that are supposed to be there for you no matter what yeah then you have the scribes who you know you're just a person right so it's, it's a contrast that both of these no matter if you just kind of care about the guy or he's just a guy to you and then you have the family side where it's supposed to be ride or die. Yeah, like I'm supposed to be by your side. Mhm. It's a contrast. Yeah.
0: So I guess the title for this one is we think he's out of his mind <laughs> or out of his mind or something. It, you'll you'll see what it is on the right. podcast. I haven't really decided that yet, but Oh, well, by the time this is uploaded, um, have that. But nonetheless, he's out of his mind. He's Mm -hmm. lost his mental um, faculties. 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 Okay. So verse 20, then he went home. This is a reconfirmation that Jesus actually had a house. Mm -hmm. And we know that house is in Capernaum because that's where it was earlier in Mark. So he went back to his house. He went home and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. So there's a big crowd. Mm -hmm. There's so many of them, they can't even eat. Maybe they're so close to them that they're breathing on the food and therefore there's germs. Or they couldn't fix the food because they can't go outside and cook it. I don't know exactly what that means, but I do know that the crowd, is just too many people, I can't even eat. Right. Can't even eat. Or I can't even eat in private. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him. For they were saying he is out of his mind. Mm-hmm. A couple of things like that uh, about this. There's two different f- phrases mm-hmm. in the Greek for family. One is oipar auto. All right. Okay. And the other is oipari auto. Oipari auto. Yeah. So the first one is like your family. Like uh, Nicole is my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, my daughter's birthday is today. Aurora is my daughter. Quinn. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you. I'm not sure she would say the same. Quinn <laughs> is my son. So it's that immediate family. Also, my mom and dad are part of that family. Right. Et cetera, et cetera. The Oye pray also is family members that aren't family by blood.
1: Right.
0: So it, it's that type of family concept. Um,
1: like Fast and Furious.
0: Yeah. I guess. <laughs> so Not that we're recommending those right. movies. Right there's some stuff in on that we probably should not be watching no. but nonetheless yeah so it's it's like that kind of family whoever's your friend becomes your family and you're mm. you're you're included so it's it's his blood relatives mm. that are saying that he's out of his mind because in this passage of scripture it is oi periato or parato sorry and it is his blood relatives so did his family think he was crazy mm. yes they did Mark is saying that Jesus was misunderstood by his family. That means Joseph. Mm. That means Mary. That means all his brothers totally misunderstood him. And the one that shouldn't have misunderstood was Mary. Right. And if Joseph is still alive, and I'm assuming he is, we're not really sure. They should have known, wait, this was a miraculous birth, and maybe what he's saying is actually true.
1: Yeah. I mean, you are told. You were told
0: by an angel, Gabriel. And so how quickly, you know, we forget. So this particular word seized here when it says, uh, and they went out to seize him. That word is um, Kretessi. Can you say that? Kretessi. Kretessi. And Kretessi is used two other places in Mark. Mm. There are some people that don't say that they that don't believe that Jesus' family were was going to him to seize him by force. Mm-hmm. But this particular word is one that means arrested and seized by force. Mm. For instance, it's used in chapter 6, verse 17, and it's used in chapter 12, verse 12, of attempts to arrest Jesus. Right, People come out to arrest him, but they just can't arrest him. They come out to seize him. So his family must have come out, to him in order to restrain him and take him mm. maybe back to nazareth right so they're going to enter his home and try to restrain him from what he is doing mm. why would they do this
1: why would they do this i mean it, it seems like maybe like an intervention
0: yeah an intervention an intervention he's crazy he's out of his mind we got to intervene let's go him. yeah At least at some level, they cared. Yeah. But when you start thinking about it, there might have been some other things going on. Mm -hmm. Jesus, up until this point, has been challenging the honor of authorities
1: in the area. Right.
0: They're already wanting to arrest him and kill him, Mm -hmm. they're already against him. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And his family, at some level, thought he was courting disaster, which he was. Yeah which actually was the point of why he came anyway, <laughs> right? So he's courting disaster. He And so they think because he's challenging these authorities, these people that are in control, um, that he had lost his mind. Like he should be more respectful of these people. Hmm. Um, it's interesting to think about this out of the mind type thing, was often attributed to demon possession Mm. so they think he's lost his mind and it's some demonic sort of thing going on in his life Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and so because it's a sandwich we're going to complete the story okay okay and we're going to go to verse 31 this is the other side of the bun we haven't got to the hamburger it's still (laughs) on the grill still
1: cooking that's right? good. I don't want poisoning. Yeah, that's
0: right. So, verse thirty-one. And his mother and his brothers came, standing outside. What? What were they standing outside of? His house. His house. A- absolutely. And they knew where he lived because they because they had been there before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, they're standing outside, and they sent to him and called him. And the crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, "Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you." And he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. Mm. Um, Something else could have probably been happening to this family, too. They could have felt pressure.
1: Yeah.
0: And so Jesus isn't flattering the family.
1: Yeah.
0: So they come and they try to get him at his house. And um, they called for him. They're concerned. Mm-hmm. They're the honor of their family is at stake, and they just kind of want this to end. Right. So at this point in Mark, if you like, if you don't just breeze through this, you really kind of feel for Jesus mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. So rejection has already started to happen. Because we talk about all the time how rejection happened at the cross. Right. But long before then, there were people rejecting him and people close to him. Right. And it had to feel very badly for Jesus. Of course, I'm reading into this at this point. Yeah. For his mothers and his brothers, who he deeply
1: loved and grew up with.
0: Right. To turn against him in this particular way.
1: Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's like, that, that is heartbreak. Right yeah. there. and we look at it and we say, "His his nature is God." It's just kind of like,
0: yeah, he can handle it.
1: He can handle it. Yeah, he's good. He's got a he's got a human heart. Right. He's he's in the flesh. He's got a human heart, and that's got a that's got to break. Yeah. For them.
0: Yeah, so you know, this is an autobiography of Jesus' life. I've determined it, mm-hmm. and this is what Mark is, and you, it's just sad yeah at this moment in in the story and mark intentionally put this together so that you would feel for jesus right so it's his family and then it is the meat Mm. not that it's the meat of the you know but i'm just saying it's what goes in between i mean
1: we just we just focused on the bread yeah
0: now we're going to the meat portion what you put in the middle right okay so verse 22 and the scribes who came down from jerusalem were saying now that's important Remember, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about scribes in a particular village are not really religious scribes. They're just people that can read and write. Right. And so they have the text and they can read it to the people. And then people trust what they say about it because they can read and write. Mm-hmm. OK, this is a different type of scribe. This is scribes coming from Jerusalem, which implies that they're coming from the temple. Mm-hmm. Okay. So these are people that are above the normal scribes in the temple. Mm-hmm. They, they have more authority to okay. him and so they're coming down from jerusalem and they say he is possessed by beelzebub and by the prince of demons he cast out demons jerusalem's a pretty good trek from capernaum to go jerusalem to capernaum where right. jesus lives so everything that jesus is doing from the healing and his teaching and, and the crowds that are gathered has reached the ears of the people in Jerusalem, and they are now concerned about it. Mm. So they thought about this. How is he doing this? How is he teaching? How is he this powerful? And their conclusion wasn't that he was the Messiah. A lot of people say that these people knew that he was the Messiah, and they just rejected him. Right. I don't believe that. I, I think that they just wasn't really looking for the messiah and they wanted to squelch any type of power that rivalled theirs right i think it's that simple right and so they came down and so he could be god so he must be of the demon forces and so here they say he's possessed by beelzebub and by the prince of demons he cast out demons now beelzebub it comes from a word Baal That Mm -hmm. was a Canaanite god. Not the bell that we talk about in this religion or here, but a different one. Mm -hmm. He was a storm god. Okay. Okay. And uh, Zebul means house. So storm, this is very key, a stormy house. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: A house that has a storm inside of it is what that word actually means because he's the god of storms. Right. Right. And, but by this time... Not only did it have that meaning, but Beelzebub was referred to as Satan, too. Okay, yeah. And the concept there, the reason they they tracked in that particular direction was that Satan wasn't looked at as a nice, loving being. He was looked at as someone that was constantly angry and upset and wrathful and always on the attack. Mm-hmm. So Satan's house has a storm in it all the time. Right. And, and so, it was used for both. It was used for the storm in the house, and it was also used for Satan. And so they are attributing Jesus's work to Satan
1: mm-hmm.
0: very directly.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Very directly. So verse twenty three, and he called called them to him and said to them in parables. Um. In in parables. How can. How can Satan cast out Satan? If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. Mm-hmm. If Satan has rised up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. But keep phrase here, but is coming to an end. Mm-hmm. The reason that one of the reasons that Jesus approached this in, And responded to what they were saying is because they were trying to discredit what he was doing. Right. By saying it was a Satan, they would have certain people that would no longer follow him because you don't want to be involved in Satan's work. Right. So he does this type of like analogy parable sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And so he says, you know. If a kingdom is divided against itself, the kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, which is a reference to Beelzebub, mm-hmm. the storm right. is divided within itself because right. Jesus is brilliant. Um, that house would not be able to stand. He is basically saying here through a parable form, which is very, a lot nicer than maybe how you or I would do it. Right. He's basically saying, that makes zero sense yeah it makes zero sense for you to make an accusation that somebody is casting out demons according to the prince of demons who they're on the same team right that would be like who's your favorite basketball team in college i don't
1: really watch college you don't
0: have any okay favorite football team is the rams
1: no
0: um are we gonna play a guessing game or do you want me to Who is it? You do know it. I you do know, know it. I do know this. Ladies and gentlemen, I do know this this answer.
1: I don't I don't really want to admit it right now because we just suffered an embarrassing loss. Who is it? That's yes, the Falcons.
0: Oh the Fal that's right. It's yeah. the Falcons. Sorry, it just didn't come to my mind. Well, it, it would be like the coach of the Falcons. Who is he? Arthur Smith. <laughs> Arthur Smith. Yeah. It'd be like him saying to your main quarterback and your lineman, you're gone, mm. get out of here, mm. get out of here. And then saying to the second string, we don't need you, we are gonna pick somebody from the crowd to mm. take those positions. Right. It, no coach would ever kick out his <laughs> own players, right? Right. right? We'd never do that. And so Jesus is saying, this makes no sense. You're saying that I'm casting out demons according to the prince of demons, which means that he's at war within himself and he's kicking people off his team. He's not kicking people off his team, right? At all makes no sense. So this is an argument of impossibility.
1: Mm-hmm. What does that
0: mean? It is impossible. It's in impossible. 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 Right. Yeah. Impossibility. Yeah. I didn't make up that word. That's a real word. I believe you. I may not have pronounced it correctly, but it's impossible. Okay. So a house, it, his house is not divided. Right. You. Jesus is saying in a very nice way, "You're idiots." Right. This makes no sense at
1: all. The uh, like you were saying with the football analogy, it's like he's not even replacing them. Like you were talking about bringing players in from the crowd. Right. He's not even doing Playing without half your team.
0: Right. Yeah. Just go home. We don't need you. Just go home. We'll play without the quarterback today. Yeah. <laughs> and that would not go so. Well. No, it would not. So they 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 would lose. The Falcons would lose. Of course. Yeah, we do that anyway. According to what you're saying, they they probably need to do something. Maybe they would do just the same, I don't know. But, <laughs> excuse me, nonetheless, there you go. So he he does this, it doesn't make sense. And to make sure that they knew he was talking about Satan, he does say, if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Now that is the end of that particular line of thought and thinking. Right. Jesus opens up a brand new parable to explain what he is doing mm-hmm. at this point, and sometimes I think we squish these together and read them together, but it, it's not the way this is. Right? Okay. <coughs> Sorry. Excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. The the dryness of the just makes yeah, me cough sometimes. Podcast talk. listeners, they can yeah. I hope I hope if you're listening with earphones that that <laughs> did not just totally disrupt you. All right, back to this. Verse twenty-seven. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. Mm -hmm. So Jesus in a parabolic sort of form is saying, I'm the person that is binding the strong man. Right. I have cast out demons and cast out demons and cast out unclean spirits. And you have seen me do that. In fact, Mark has built up that whole casting out unclean spirits and demons up until this point to make this very impactive. Mm-hmm. I am the one, Jesus is saying, is binding the strong man. And I'm the one that's going to plunder his house.
1: Yeah. And I don't know about anybody else, but just the way that I have always read this in the past is that Jesus is the strong man. And so that's a different way to look at it Right. whenever you're reading the context of it. Right. Because he's saying that I am I am casting out these demons because I am strong enough to take out the strong man.
0: Yeah. I have the authority to do this. Yeah. And it fits the context very well Mm because he's responding to their accusation. Number one, you're idiots. (laughs) This is not possible what you're saying and number two you've missed the point right i am binding the strong man to release and plunder the captives that he has in his house Mm -hmm. and that is precisely what jesus came to do right yeah so i I think it's just a beautiful way to do this Mm -hmm. okay and then we get to verse 28 truly i say to you by the way truly is the translation of amen Mm -hmm. so amen so why do we say Amen. Why do we say that? Truly. Truly. Well, we say, yeah, I agree with that. This is true. This is I I affirm that Mm -hmm. is what we're saying. So if I'm preaching, if you're preaching or teaching and someone in the congregation says amen, they're saying truly, truly. I agree with that. That is true. Mm -hmm. The interesting thing here is that Jesus is saying amen to what he hasn't even said yet. (laughs) He's saying, I can tell you this is true. I'm already going to amen it myself, and I'm the one that's saying it. Right. I mean, if I got up on Sunday and said, "Amen," and then said something, that would be kind of
1: prideful. People's heads are going to turn.
0: But like, what in the world? He's <laughs> he's already like affirming what he's saying before he he says it. No, Jesus is saying, "I'm saying amen to this," and and here's here's the deal: all sins will be forgiven, which is awesome, mm-hmm. right? the children uh, will be forgiven the children of men and what who oh, i can't even read right now sorry i'm kind of excited about this i guess and didn't know it um mm-hmm. <laughs> truly i say to you all sins will be forgiven the children of man and whatever blasphemes they utter mm-hmm. so you blaspheme something you're going to be forgiven of that right and, and that's just a beautiful thing amen yes. and this is true mm-hmm. and i confirm it nobody else has to I can confirm it because I'm the Savior of the world and I can forgive sins. Right. Okay. But verse twenty-nine: mm-hmm. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, let me tell you a couple ways. One way that this is taken, and then I'll tell you my way okay. that I take it. Okay. okay. Um, not that I'm going to say Amen to my <laughs> way, but I'm just saying. Well, okay? you got to mm-hmm. it now. Huh? You got to say it now. Yeah, I guess Before. so. Yeah, I guess so. So, every commentary that I've read have take has taken this to be when people saw Jesus do works, right. and he's doing it through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and someone like these scribes attribute that work to Satan. Mm-hmm. They have committed what is the unpardonable sin, right? And because it's interpreted that way, you cannot. Um, commit the unforgivable sin today. Right. Because Jesus is not here. And you've heard that, right? Yeah. You've heard that. So, I'm not saying that that's wrong. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I just, that doesn't feel right to me. Right. Because he doesn't say that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He says, whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So, I think it's when you attribute a work of the Holy Spirit to Satan at any time. Mm -hmm. This is why we need to, this is why I'm very careful with saying another church is being controlled by Satan. Right.
1: Because
0: I don't want to cross over into this, I'm blaming, I'm saying that the works of the Spirit are actually works of the devil. Right. Right. When it comes to Pentecostalism, I'm very, very lenient on that. Mm -hmm. Um, Will I say that it looks like demon possession? And if you're a Pentecostal, just we can talk some other time. I love you. But -hmm. but there's some things that happen in Pentecostal churches that I'm just, it it scares me. It really does scare me. It it concerns me. Um, And I'm a Christian, Mm -hmm. and it concerns me. But I'm very leery saying that that's demonic influence. Right. Because what if it is the spirit? Right. And I'm just, I just think it's crazy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's really not. Does that make sense? It does. I mean, there's some things like I don't, there's something you know, there's some things that are out of order. There's some things that cause confusion, and I think we can speak to that. Mm-hmm. This is not of God because this is creating a lot of confusion in the church, and mm-hmm. we need to make sure that that doesn't happen, and things are done in decency and in order and following the spirit. But I think we need to be very careful. Um. Mm-hmm. Saying that this church over here and what they're doing is really led by Satan and not by the Holy Spirit. Right. Are we come into the area where that is a sin that is
1: unforgivable. Right. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. Yeah. And I I think that concern is out of care. Yeah. Out of care for God's word. And so whenever we see blatant acts of just contradiction to god's word that's when we have to really stand firm it's right like, that's not that's not obvious.
0: yeah but sometimes we don't know
1: right and that's where it gets a little the the waters get murky
0: right like i've i've heard people because of the way worship is being done right. on stage and, and the people on stage right. and, and whereas mm-hmm. i would agree that it does seem not everybody but it does seem sort of fake mm I would not go as far as to say, oh, well, number one, I don't know if it's fake or not. I don't know their hearts. But second, I would not go as far as to say that is demon music.
1: Right, and I think that number one is where we have to start. That we don't know we don't somebody's know. heart.
0: Yeah, we just don't know. Right. And so it might not be our cup of tea, but that doesn't mean that it that they are insincere. Right. Okay, so I, I kind of went down a trail. Didn't want to go, <laughs> go, I didn't want to go that far into it, but um, I do think that this is a warning,
1: right
0: These people did not think that Jesus was the Messiah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they were seeing spirit powered mm-hmm. miracles mm-hmm. and teaching, and they were what they were seeing they were attributing to Satan, mm-hmm. so the works of the Holy Spirit attributed to Satan is the unpardonable sin mm-hmm. and that's that's my take on that particular verse. I almost stand alone on on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know a couple of people that see, that that's probably what it is, but you know, it's, I think, I think, I think it would be easier if we could just say, well, you can't commit it today. Right. You can only commit it in Jesus's day, but that means that you can commit it when he comes back.
1: Hmm. Wow. That's a powerful thought.
0: So if you take it that way, you can commit it when he comes back. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. my advice to everybody is to stay as far away from it as you possibly can. Because if I'm right, we're in trouble. Just embrace Jesus. <laughs> Just embrace <laughs> Jesus and be careful attributing other things to say. Just kind of step back from that.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: Step back from that. Verse 30, for they were saying he has an unclean spirit, which mm. is exactly... um. That possession, he's crazy. That flavor, mm-hmm. he's out of his mind because he is demon possessed and mm-hmm. doing that. Okay, so that leads us to the end of this thing, All right? And we're going to read this again. I know we read this at the beginning, but and and his mother and his brothers came and standing outside, they sent to him and called him, and a crowd was sitting around him and they said to him, "Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you." When he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers for whoever does the will of God. He is my brother and sister and mother. Mm -hmm. So just a couple of things about this. First of all, the text doesn't say if Jesus went out or not and talked to his family. Right. He could have. We don't know. Um, And most people I read will say the same thing I'm saying. So... It would be nice to think that Jesus went out and talked to his mama. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: I mean, that is that is our culture's politeness. Yeah,
0: and and talked to his blood relatives, you know. Yeah, it, it was seen seemed seem like that that should be the case, but chances are he went out, but maybe he didn't. Right. But the point of this is number one, he's not crazy, and number two, he is um, redefining. He's not redefining. Yes, he is. He's he's saying who his family is. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it's blood. His kind blood of, relatives. Kind of reestablishing. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that would be better. He's reestablishing or giving a different take on family. Yeah, there we go. So the people sitting in the room and the people around him, he's announcing to them that like fast and furious, which we do not recommend because there's things in it that you really shouldn't watch. And I don't even watch that stuff anymore anyway, mm-hmm. you know, or I skip through it or something mm-hmm. or Bit angel, Nonetheless, like a Fast and Furious, it doesn't matter who who is around me. My friends are my family. Right. Jesus is saying everybody around me is my family that does the will of God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, this is a picture of what happens when you're saved. hmm and you begin to follow God's will in your life, and you follow him with your whole heart, you become children of God. Mm -hmm. The reason you're children of God is because you're following his will. So you don't have to be a blood relative of Jesus to be in his family. Mm -hmm. You can be in his family if you accept him as your savior. You're a part of that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And if you accept him as a savior, your heart's desire is going to be to do God's will. Mm -hmm. And be a part, like an active part, of his family. Mm-hmm.
1: So what do you think about all that? I just think that's a that's an awesome thought because uh, I don't know where it's at, but we're called co-heirs. Co-heirs, yeah. And that to me is just an amazing thought, especially looking at what what an heir means in yes. this context. Right. That That is an amazing thought to think that we go from the lowest to the lowest centers. Mm-hmm. And because of God's love and Christ's blood, we immediately, as soon as we accept them, just shoot up the ladder yeah. to co-heirs with him. Right. That That is amazing, though.
0: Yeah. Really cool. All right. Well, that's it. And next time we're going to be in chapter four. All right. Yeah. Four. So until then, um, grace and peace. Podcast out. Podcast out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to talk to everybody.